Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the senior semester attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Troy Track Select. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Troy Track Select can save the world. Troy Track Select is back and back in action. And you know what? Something's a little different. You're talking to a college graduate. You better sit up straight when I walk up in the room. Hey, man. Say, man. Welcome back to the show. Welcome me back to the show. Shout out. You made it a month or so without me. I had to take that time off just to focus on school. I'm sorry. You know, I know the streets was missing. I know the streets was talking, missing a voice in the community. And here I am back and I'll never leave you like that again. Yeah, man. Um, I have now graduated from the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. North Carolina A&T for short. Don't you forget it and you better say the whole thing when I'm talking to you. Straighten up your shirt. We're getting down to business. Hey, man, you talking to Troy Track Select? It is nice to be back. It's just me this time. No co-host. Just me and you, the listener. And, you know, I'm not going to waste and do a whole lot of riffraff. But uh, today, because I have graduated, finally, <laughs> we're talking about Kanye West graduation. And you know what? I already got a job. I've been at a job since September 2020. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of y'all guys were struggling, destroying. A lot of people were really down bad in 2020. Everybody experienced some sort of loss of some kind. And uh, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I was up 2020. So, you know, I am T minus two months from getting out the hood. I can see the light. Have you ever been able to see yourself leaving the hood? Have you ever been able to visualize yourself making it out? It's a different type of world, man. You know what I'm saying? Let me clarify this. You know, I live I live hood adjacent. If I go right down the street right now, it's going to be a lot of uh, people going to come up to you for money. It's going to be some people trying to sell you some drugs. Yesterday, I went to get some gas. Somebody tried to sell me some gas. And uh, man, it's, it's, a, it's a different world, man. Where I live right now, I'm, I live a little bit in the country. In the country, it's Trump flags and stuff out here. Get me out of here. They still got the Trump banners up. We, what, six months? No, it's May. Five, five months into Biden's presidency and they still won't give it up. Uh, and that's that's dedication, man. I'm, I'm back after the uh, the riots. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a crazy time. But anyway, go ahead and tell you, man, I did not think that I was going to make it out a couple times. I didn't think it was going to happen. There were definitely some points in time. Where, um, you know, I, I remember first walking on the campus and seeing my schedule for one of the first times and seeing that it said, you know, uh, <clears throat> engineering 400. I'm going to be real with you. I did not ever think I would see myself in those, you know, engineering 400 classes. And you think that you're going to get to this level where you are um, really thinking about what's the word I want to use? You get to this point in your life where you're thinking, you know, you're going to reach this like, oh, super new level of understanding or you're going to feel so much smarter. You knew so much more than you did when when you were a you know freshman or before you got to college. I'm being real with you. When I was taking these uh, engineering 400 classes, I felt like the same dude. I mean, I, I will give it to you. I do know my schedule for how I studied and when I studied had changed for sure. I guess my discipline and how I chose to go out and study those things. Um, I definitely became a different animal 
and that'd be, you know, and, and that safe. But honestly, freshman, I was a dog too, so let's not get it twisted. But I definitely had it really down packed by that point. That is the difference. But in terms of me personally, it's not like I changed, you know, all this this super huge transformation. And now I just had all these formulas and things in my head. And it wasn't like that. I didn't feel like some genius, you know, um, just felt like everybody else got stupid. <laughs> I mean, I really, you sitting there and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. It's A&T is an engineering school. I went for engineering. And uh, it's a couple times, man, looking at some of those classes. I wasn't sure if I was going to really, really get there. But I made it. And we're going to be talking about Kanye West's graduation because that's just the most appropriate thing I can find to talk about right now, of course. So I feel like if we're going to really get into this and explain how humongous an album graduation was, I feel like we have to do a little bit of a just a little bit of a setting of the scene of what graduation was coming in at and then what rap is after graduation comes. So we're going to talk a little bit about what rap was before graduation and then a little bit about what rap was after graduation. So uh, leading into this album, I don't know if you guys were paying enough attention at the time, but there was a humongous beef between Kanye West and 50 Cent. And honestly, it was kind of a joke that is very big public thing at some award show uh, saying that, you know, they're basically making a bet that I can sell more albums than you this next go round. And it made a whole lot of publicity, especially since 50 Cent said that, um, you know, if, if Kanye West sells more albums than him, then he'll give up rapping. So it was a humongous deal. People on the streets was wondering what was about to happen. And uh, if you guys want to know, of course, you know, what ends up happening is Kanye West drops graduation and 50 Cent drops Curtis, I believe. I want to make sure I'm a professional. So I did my research before <laughs> 50 Cent's Curtis. Yeah. So this whole beef made a huge, huge. Um, it was a huge deal. Everybody's paying attention. And it actually dropped on uh, 9-11. And that was the one day that there was so much going on, at least in this hip hop sphere atmosphere. You know, we weren't really thinking about um, may not have been thinking about 9-11 like that. I, I don't know how true that is, but that's what a lot of people said. So I guess what's really important is that, you know, they dropped these two albums in the same day. And, you know, spoilers, it was 14 years ago. Y'all, y'all be all right. Graduation outsells Curtis by a landslide. I think Graduation came out with like 957,000 copies in the first week of sales. And um, 50 Cent, I want to say he was in the 500,000s. I mean, it was just really no competition. And um, I think it's important to talk about what this meant because a lot of people thought that this was kind of the the day gangster rap was finally defeated. And what they really meant by that was you got to know what albums were coming out the years leading up to this and then which ones came out afterwards. So, of course, um, you know, of course, there's still a whole bunch of trap and stuff like that. But the prevailing sound in hip hop at the time was gangster rap. 50 Cent was a legend, a humongous figure. This is 50 Cent. You know, this is after G Unit. This is after all the ten thousand beefs he had with. I mean, I don't want to say after necessarily, but you know, during and and people knew about him. So him having beef with Jay Z, him having beef with Rick Ross, him having beef and ending Ja Rule's career. People thought Ja Rule was going to be the next Tupac. I know a lot of people now may have forgotten that, but people thought Ja Rule was going to be the biggest thing ever. And 50 Cent is kind of the reason that is not the case. Last thing we saw Ja Rule was doing was a doggone commercial about some uh, some Greek restaurant and we thought he needed the money. 
That's when you know your career is out. But he didn't even need the money. He was just trying to help his friend. Thing before that, it was the fire festival. I ask you a question right now. What was Ja Rule's last album? You don't know, and I don't either. So now we're just going to look at each other. But anyway, uh, yeah, 50 Cent was this huge figure. And Kanye West was, uh, I feel like, I mean, of course, he was a big name. Uh, I mean, a huge name. I, I think he already had some Grammys. Be very surprised if he didn't. I think he had some with Jesus Walks. But at the time, most people thought that 50 Cent was the larger artist. I mean, he had been around a little bit longer. And I think he had, they were both their third albums, but still 50 Cent was 50 Cent. I mean, 50 Cent had action figures, video games, sponsorships with Life Water that were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, clothing lines, condoms, huge figure. Could not deny it. And and Kanye West was this this other guy going at gangster five fifty cent. Now you know it wasn't a regular beef that we all know a, a regular beef to be. It was no real ill will. They just played it up to really get a lot of publicity about both albums. So that is kind of what was going around these albums at the time that they came out in two thousand seven. And uh, that was just the little bit of competition they had. And honestly, we got some, you know, graduation is, I'm sure, considered to be one of Kanye West's greatest albums ever. Uh, that's just what it is. I don't know what album he's on now. I want to say sixth or seventh. But this definitely still had, this is definitely packed with Kanye West classics. And, and any hip hop fan, Kanye West fan would agree. So uh, you got to realize that Kanye West is a softer guy. He wasn't coming out with no gangster, you know, music. He wasn't talking about he was going to shoot people or he was going to deal these drugs or he was, you know, in the streets, nothing like that. And and he was just a, the softer guy talking about his emotions, talking about maybe some social issues going against what was the biggest thing at the time, which was gangster rap. You got to realize the albums that were coming out just the couple years before Shoot, Clips, Hell Hath No Fury in 2006. Some people consider that one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, myself included. I'm a huge Clips fan, huge Pusha T fan. Shout out Malice, though. He was nothing to play with on those albums. The only reason I can't say I'm a huge Malice fan, I mean, I am, but he doesn't have any, well, he does do gospel rap. I just don't be listening to it. But some of the bars are hard, though. Anyway, um, Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele in 2000, Jay-Z's The Black Album in 2003, one of the biggest crack dealers ever, does not become billionaire Jay-Z without selling crack first. Um, the Diplomats, Diplomatic Immunity with Oh Boy, I Really Mean It on there. You got T.I.'s Trap Music in 2003, possibly founding trap music as we know it today. The biggest part of hip hop right now, the biggest part of the sound right now. Um, you've got Jada Kiss's Kiss of Death and the game, the documentary in 2005, Jada Kiss's Kiss of Death in 2004. And both them was super thug. Jada Kiss was super cell coke. Is no getting around it. The gangster rap was the sound of the early 2000s. Now, of course, you had some artists. Um, you had like Lupe Fiasco and groups like Big Brother. Um, was it Big Brother? I hope it's Big Brother. <laughs> Might be Little Brother. But all the roots were definitely around. Um, all sorts of stuff that definitely was kind of bubbling, but the prevailing sound was most definitely the gangster. <laughs> I mean, the, the hard artist, the gangster artist at the time. We're going to shoot you. So for Kanye West to come out and put out graduation, and we'll go into detail a little bit, it completely changed the atmosphere of what rap is and allows a lot of artists who are out now to be able to do what they're doing. I mean, if you listen to the radio now, the prevailing sound is not super bar, super thugs, definitely not that. If you even listen to the radio, because I'm an old man, I still listen to the radio sometimes, but I, I gotta be honest, it's hard for me to listen to it. Um, I think one of the prevailing songs right now, Your Mind with 
think the guy's name was like Young Blue or something like that. And Drake, uh, you know, song about him missing some woman or whatever. Drake, one of the biggest emotional artists talking about relationship of all time in hip hop. I mean, one of the biggest artists, period, in hip hop by this point, right? Um, you've got a lot of artists singing PNB, PNB rock, singing you know, over trap beats and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's a different world. This was not possible in the before <laughs> before Kanye West stuff. Of course, we had some softer artists, but they were not. It wasn't the prevailing sound by any means. Um. So you know, that is. I mean, we just came off with Thug Rap, and Kanye West ushered us into something totally different. I mean, the next album he put out after graduation was 808s and Heartbreak. So that should let you know, kind of, and, you know, there was a mixed review down, but that should let you know what was kind of the prevailing um, the prevailing trend at the time. So anyway, uh, back to, back on track. Let's talk about Kanye West graduation. First things first, one of the biggest details that I found, he was inspired by... Um, how do I want to say this? He was inspired by stadium music at the time. And so what I mean by that is like, you know, stadium tours where these rock music, I mean, rock musicians, rock stars of the 80s and stuff. I mean, they would play in stadiums, football stadiums, baseball stadiums. That was different than I'm not saying hip hop wasn't doing that at the time, but the type of things that they were writing, you know, everybody can sing along. Everybody can. There are big moments where everybody's clapping and they all say all the lyrics at the same time. They might even, you know, allow, allow they might stop singing. The artist himself might start singing, stop singing and just let the crowd sing the chorus. And that wasn't as much a thing in hip hop at the time because, you know, we were super rapidy rap bar, 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 bar. Um, you know, some especially artists like Jadakiss who weren't very good at necessarily writing albums. They were good rappers, but maybe not great at writing songs. You know, the difference there. Uh, you might have great bars, great lines, but most people don't have the breath control, don't have the memory and haven't listened to it enough to really remember every single line in there. But if you're talking about some stuff like Mick Jagger or Guns N' Roses or... Sting, I don't know. I mean, these were the huge rock stars and everybody knew their stuff for sure. So this is the difference in what Kanye West is doing. Kanye West was not writing these super complex flows at the time. I mean, on this album, because he wanted it to be something that you sing along to. And I really feel that stadium energy that stadium influence when you get you know you start listening through here first song is uh good morning and you know it's just him talking about uh kind of waking up for college and and talking about how you know he's really talking about his rise to fame in hip-hop and how he's so huge now because i mean at this point he has a lot of eyes on him with graduation um i'm trying to think you know so he's doing this and this is one of the only songs on here that is not does not have like a, a kind of single sound it doesn't sound like a radio song but most of the other ones are very much even the ones that weren't singles of course are very much could have been on the radio easily, right? So let me go back. So, yeah, there's not really much for me to talk about with Good Morning, but I will talk about Champion, which is one of my favorite songs on here. That's track number two. And uh, he's, like you said, it's an anthem, right? He's got this course. He's like, did you realize that you were a champion? Yeah, right. And then, yes, I did. So I packed up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something to show you how we live. Everybody but want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so fun. Just really, really great stuff. 
he's got this sample of, I think, Steely Dan. I don't know. But um, apparently the song is about his dad, which I never really caught after several times of me listening to it because it is one of my favorites. I definitely keep it on repeat. But it kind of made a lot of sense because the first two verses kind of talk about his dad. And, you know, he has this one part where he says, you know, we were sort of like Will Smith and his son. In the movie, I ain't talking about the rich ones because every summer he'd get some brand new hair brain scheme to get rich from. And I looked into that a little bit and Kanye West's dad would be talking about some wild stuff. This one idea he had where he had like a water bar. The whole point was to go to a bar and you just drink water. I mean, they had other refreshments and other snacks and stuff. And I think they had tea. So it was really kind of like a cafe, but the main focus was just supposed to be about drinking water, which, I mean, hey, I think at this point, Kanye West had some money, gave his dad some money, and that's what he tried to do. I don't know if that place is still standing. I would kind of doubt it. But I don't know. He promised that Kanye West might pull through sometime, so maybe a little bit of excitement kept it open, but he wanted people to go in the back and buy it. The community buying jugs of water and stuff from there. I don't know how well that worked out. Um, but yeah, I mean, even you know, the rest of this, he's just really fun verses, and they aren't super rapidy rap. They are just you know verses. I mean, they're nice, right? But they're not this super serious flow that's hard to keep track of. Um, Next thing, yeah, I'm gonna just go to and part of it is this album was supposed to be uh it's part of the whole college thing that he was doing. So I think first album was the college dropout, college dropout, second album was um late registration, and then this one was graduation. It was actually supposed to be four albums, which I kind of thought of since figured since, you know, most college experience in undergrad is four years. So it was actually supposed to be a fourth album because it was released, I think College Dropout was like 2004, Late Registration was 2005, then there was no album for 2006, and then 2007 Graduation came out. So that made me think, it's probably supposed to be four, and according to Wikipedia and some other sources, it was supposed to be four, but for whatever reason, right? He didn't he didn't give us that, that third in between. But that would have been pretty crazy though. To see what that would have been like, right? Yeah. And the next story, and th- this is really the biggest reason that he was able to just topple 50 cent in terms of album sales. Because like I said, I mean a million in the first week back when it was just before Billboard had made all those rules about streaming and stuff. This is album sold so most of y'all can't do that no more but it's, it's a different game now I mean you know we're Spotify and that kind of stuff wasn't if it even existed yet wasn't nearly as big as it was and people were still buying CDs and um, I'm sure a thousand people were pirating and stuff but and mixing culture was most definitely a thing but still a million the first week, pretty impressive. So one of the biggest hits of all time, I'm not going to say all time, but one of Kanye West's biggest hits was Stronger, where he sampled Daft Punk with the whole, you know, work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That song was humongous. And I know it was humongous because I heard it on, you could hear that, not just on, actually, you probably didn't hear it for real on the hip-hop and R&B stations at the time. You might have, but I was hearing it. I went to a very, very white school in middle school. And uh, you, I remember hearing that on the you know, PA system. They're not playing 50 Cent on the PA system at this kind of school. They're not playing Jadakiss at this kind of school. He crossed up. He was able to cross over, which is something that a lot of rappers uh, they may try to, or they just they don't try to at all because you know that's not what they're into, or they just can't do it. But Kanye West was able to appeal to these different sorts of sounds. Like he said, uh, he said in 
on Wikipedia and stuff that he was influenced by um, anthem music, but also and stadium music, but also by like house music, electronic music. And this album has a very electronic sound. Several examples through here you can hear these keys in the background that sound very electric they're not no piano he's not doing the soul sample stuff for a majority of this album like he was in the past on late registration and the college dropout this is a totally different feel and when i graduated do you know how it feels to play kanye west graduation during graduation, on your way to school to finally get out. I feel like I got out of jail getting out of college. You understand? This was hard. It was a pressure cooker. But hearing Champion on the way to get out of there and, you know, shout out to y'all kind of, you know, I'm not going to say y'all was really listening because you were not. But I mean, shout out to this vaccination rollout. Shout out to people wearing their masks and social distancing because we were able and these numbers being down because we were able to have an in-person graduation. And even the 2020, if they could make it, had theirs later that day. So, hey, class 2021, we in here, we out of here. And that was, what was funny was dude in front of me was wearing a graduation, like his cap. Yeah, people decorate their caps and stuff. I forgot what they call it, but decorated the cap. He had his cap just had the album cover of graduation on there, which is, you know, cliche, but whatever. It's a little on the nose, but whatever. It's worth it. You do whatever you want on your day. Four long years for me. Five long years. Five long years. Five long years. But I'm out of there, though. Anyway, Stronger was a huge, huge hit. You've got that electronic music going on in the background. It was different. And probably wasn't something that we had heard in a long time. It really kind of makes me think about, um, oh gosh, uh, Planet Rock a little bit. Like it's not as funky in terms of, you know, breakdance and stuff like that, but it's a very electric like that, you know. But yeah, you hear that Daft Punk, sorry, Daft Punk and stuff come in. And then he's got the, and this is again, that whole anthem thing that I was talking about. And his chorus, now, now, now that they don't kill me can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now because I can't wait much longer. That is a very much easy moment of, you know, people in, um, in the stadium saying that. I can imagine him just being on a And we're talking about stadiums, different from just a concert. Stadium is imagine how many people really fit into a stadium. I can imagine them all screaming that chorus because it's not a super hard chorus to forget. It's a very sticky, catchy chorus. And, you know, the verses are the verses, but they're still not super. uh, They're still not super lyrical or nothing like that. I mean, they're very they're very fun and all that. But I'm just saying the chorus, which is where you want everybody to come in, especially with the whole um, something better, faster, stronger. Everybody is screaming that in the crowd. And specifically, you know, white people are screaming that in the crowd. Let's be honest, Kanye West has a very large white fan base. 50 Cent, not not so much. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It just it just did not cross over like that. You didn't hear you're 50 cent on white radio stations. Sure. But not, you know, definitely not like this faster, stronger. You couldn't. You couldn't. Right? It was very easy. And then you wait for that beat drop to kick in. Where are they going to make you better? Where are they going to make you? From? Come on. Dog. Which is this is, again, really. Um. Really tapping in on that anthem music. And then the whole part of, you know, there's a bridge. He's like, don't act like I never told you. Don't act like I never told you. Very much so. And I'm saying everybody in the stadium screaming that out because it's easy. And this is why Kanye West is a genius. With this album, you know, he said he wanted to make huge anthem music. And this was going to. This was going to do it. I mean, this is this is how you do that. You You don't write. A super, you know, 
lyrical album. You could you could have some songs on there, but it's definitely your whole album is not just bar for bar for bar for bar. You're not doing that because nobody the crowd's not going to be able to sing along with you. And if that if you want some anthem music, if you want some stadium music, it needs to be like this. And he specifically made it slower because faster songs are harder to keep up with. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's very smart. It was very genius. You want some sticky stuff? You want some albums going to sell like crazy? This is how you do it. You don't write the progressive album of a lifetime where it's all these complex rhythms and stuff like that. People don't. Sorry, Mass Appeal isn't into that. They're into simple. Everybody's into simple. Everyone loves simple. You know what I'm saying? My mama had songs that she liked by Kanye West. And again, like I said earlier, she don't like nobody. And even this song right here, so next song is called I Wonder. It wasn't a um, it wasn't a single, at least not one that I remember hearing all the time. I don't see anything here saying that it was a single. But it is very much easy state of music. Find your dreams come true and I wonder if you know what it means, what it means. And then hearing that, you know, Kanye West coming in with the, I've been waiting on this my whole life. Da -da, ba -da, da -da. These dreams be waking me up at night. You don't think the whole state's going crazy with that? And then just hearing that, and I wonder if you know what it means. Something, if you know, to find your dreams. Everybody's going crazy. Easy. I mean, it's a, it's a genius idea. I, I really can't, I can't say enough about how smart that was. Um, and I had moments where I was in the car, just playing it, you know, trying to get this episode down, remember exactly what this album sounded like. Um, you know what I'm saying? It is. I was like, yeah, I can, I can see it. I was in the car <laughs> saying it, just like I was at the, I was at the stadium. Like these songs was new. I've been waiting all this my whole life. You can yell that. You can yell that easy. Everybody loves this, loves to yell that, especially if he was trying to finally get to that concert. Yeah. Uh. And, and, you know, again, finding your dreams. Um, crazy. And look, this is exactly how this came to be. It says, I wonder, is emotional anthem that deals with the introspective themes of finding your dreams come true? Revered amongst fans, the song was inspired by U2's City of Blinding Lights, where Kanye had joined them. This brings up this YouTube stuff again. I'm going to have to look back into YouTube. I know they were humongous. I just never spent any time with them. Um, but he he said he was like really envious of how they would be able to open their concerts. And he was envious of the stadium ovate, sorry, standing ovations that you two would get when they just open the concert. So that's when he said he was going to aim for stadium status, which is definitely way different than just you know, concert venue. I mean, it's, it's, it's a difference. Stadium, like I said, used to be reserved for rock star. And then when rappers were able to do that, totally different level. So, you know, um, and when you tour with U2, one of the biggest groups in the world at a point, you're going to, and you want that same sound, you got to make stuff like that. Again, simpler Stuff that everybody can sing to. Next, one of the best records on the whole album. And the whole thing is very good. But Good Life by Kanye West. I have to admit, with T-Pain, my man, I have to admit, back in the day when it first came out, I was not a fan. I know. I don't know what I was on. I understand that I was tweaking. You can throw whatever insults at me that you like. But as I got older, 
and you know went back to it. I was like, actually, this song is this is amazing. I can't believe I was flexing on the song like that. I don't know what was wrong with me. And I have the CD now. Y'all don't have the CD. I went back and bought it way later, like because I'm real big into collecting CD or buying CDs and stuff. I don't think I'll ever stop. I thought maybe once I got a Spotify, but there's some stuff that I just would like to have on CD, um, especially since Spotify, you try to pull up some old stuff. It's weird about loading up. I was trying to pull up Kanye West's earlier albums, Late Registration and The College Dropout, and uh, Spotify, it's there. They have it, but it took them a while for me to be able to play. Like I had to try several times, come back. I just thought, couldn't play no more. Came back hours later, and then it finally kind of figured itself out, but you know, whatever. But Good Life is so good and so much a stadium just filling it up again. I, I know I keep talking about this, but it just really needs to be hammered in and nailed down of like. Of how genius an idea this was, if you're trying to get if you're purposely going to make songs that are supposed to be, um, you know, these huge anthems. I mean, this is this is how you do it. And he had that in mind. With T-Pain, one of the best feature artists of all time. If you needed your song to pop, used to call T-Pain. And honestly, you can probably still call him. You know, I know these new kids won't appreciate it, but it's still going to be a pretty good song. His feature, he went on a series not too long ago where he was just like, every feature I'm getting on, I'm going crazy. He was just on a Kalani song not too long ago because he realized that his... uh his DMs, he realized how to access DMs on Instagram and realized he had been ignoring so many people for like two years. And I assume that Kalani was one of them. Uh, and he finally got up with him. And I'm, I got to be honest, I was the same way on Twitter. I didn't realize some people would try to reach out to me and, and DM me. I didn't get it because don't come up in your regular DMs. You got to go to, I don't know, request a DM or something. But you get the point. Easy mistake to make. Anyway, comes in hard with like we always do at this time. I go for my, I got the shot. And T-Pain comes in with a, now throw your hand up in the sky. I'm going to be on MTV, mama. I'm going to put down. Hey, 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 hey. I'm good. I I mean, what? Saying you go, I'm going to get on TV, mama, already got the hood with you. They all told their mama that. Did they all get on TV? Absolutely not. But it feels good to say it. It was good to say, hey, mama, I'm going to do you proud, man. And you know, T- I mean, uh, you know, Kanye West was huge on his mom. So, I mean, this is just an amazing, genius moment. And like I said, it's just a song about like, I'm finally in living the good life. I'm finally rich and famous like I always said I was going to be and wanted to be. And if you know anything about these artists and stuff, I mean, Kanye West talks about it on one of the earlier albums. Just about. Just about how hard it was for him to. um, You know, how hard it was just for him to get an album deal. When he first was producing stuff, nobody wanted to hear him rap. They all thought he was whack. Nobody. They were like, oh, this beat is hot. I don't, but you can keep on that rapping stuff, though. And, uh, you know, eventually I think he started to make it where, okay, you know, I'll make you a beat. Everybody really wanted the beats, though. They was like, I'll make you a beat, but if you want a beat, you got to let me do a verse. So, <laughs> I mean, eventually he got away and he got better. And now we have Kanye West now as as the rapper. I mean, most definitely still kind of a, a producer first artist because he cares about the music and he's, he doesn't necessarily care that he is rapping. I would say, I mean, he's out here doing gospel albums and stuff. So, but still, that's why he's, he's really bigger than rap. We can't just say that Kanye West is a rapper or even just a producer he's an artist at this point. I mean, you got to remember, uh, shoot, Graduation is pre-Yeezy Kanye. It's pre... I mean, good music was a thing, but it definitely wasn't like good music with where Pusha T was on there, Kid Cudi was on there, um, Big Sean was on there. Um, 
Tiana Taylor. I'm sure I'm missing some, but I, I'm really just thinking about. But yeah, it's, it's before all of that was going on. It was before the Good Music Fridays. This is still, this is the album that made Kanye was super pop, but um, pop in the way of getting famous and also pop in just being a pop artist. But you know, like I said, Kanye's, Kanye's genius. That's just what it is. But you know, like I said, Welcome to the good life. Talking about we like the girls who ain't on TV because they got more booty than the models. Which, at the time, you got to remember, this is 2007. Way different. I, the models back then, they won't know the whole Instagram model thing wasn't a thing. People weren't getting um, work done to look like the Kardashians do right now. Kardashians made black bodies. I hate to even say anything, but Kardashians made it acceptable for people to be shaped like black women are naturally shaped to be curvy. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a good way. People just saw it on some people who were a little, you know, a little light skinned and they loved the Kardashians and they loved that look. And that's when everybody started getting surgery to look like them. Before that, of course, people got surgery but if you look at our music videos and just the type of women who are in them it's not that these women just all started popping out the woodwork it's that people started getting surgery and you know surgery now is becoming even more <laughs> convincing it's a lot of people who you know i have no idea but some people's like yeah most definitely so you know some of them tell the truth about that they got surgery and some don't and it's gonna mess up a lot of people's idea of what you know, bodies should really look like or what bodies look like naturally without having to get worked up. But anyway, I mean, he's out here talking about they say the best thing in life are free. The good life. It feel like Atlanta. It feel like L.A. It feel like Miami. It feel like NY. Summertime shy. Ah, now throw your hands up in the sky. If you don't think whenever he said that in the cities that he was just talking about that they didn't go insane, you don't think Atlanta L.A., Miami, N.Y., Chicago went insane, did not go insane when he pulled that out. Please, that was a genius move right there. You can't say every city, but he can say the major ones, though, <laughs> where he'll probably have, you know, three, four shows anyway. So, hey, let me see what else is even in here. And then. Um, sorry. And the whole part where it's like, and my grandma ain't the only one calling me baby. Come on now. Was waiting. Was waiting for some other women to call me baby when I was in 2007. You know what I'm saying? It won't. It wasn't happening. They wasn't on me like that. Okay. My game was still improving. I was still working sharp. And I'm in the gym right now. I'm trying to get trying to get my shot up working on this basketball because I was I am terrible. I tried to get it up though, but back then, you know, women weren't feeling me like that. Um, and he even references the 50 beef in here. Says 50 told me go ahead, switch the style up, and if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. You know, very much a 50 cent line from 50 cents in a club. Um yeah. There were, and like I said, there were no real hard feelings between them. You know, so very cool. Um, I'm trying to remember where the big. Oh, yeah, better than life I live, where I thought that I was going to go crazy, T Pain. And now my grandmama ain't the only one calling me baby. So if you're feeling me now and put your hands up in the sky, let me hear you say, Hey, I'm good. Done. Come on now. Saying he was going. I mean, I'm just saying. It was very much in the way of. Uh, I mean, just really appealing to the fans and giving them what they want. You can't make an album like this. Just gonna tell you that right now. I'm not gonna say you can't, but most people cannot. They're not ready. Plus, you know, of course, now it's super obvious and it is not. I mean, if you let Twitter tell it right, everybody knows this. But I remember when I first found out 
that this was sampled from Michael Jackson's PYT. I think I talked about that in my uh, Michael Jackson episode, the five track run. Go check that out. But yeah, I mean, because I think it's like you got to listen to the whole track. And at the end, you hear that. It's it's slowed down in this version. And of course, it's very good. That's why the beat is, I mean, it's just so happy and infectious. PYT was super happy and infectious. So why not sample it, right? Um, but yeah, you let Twitter tell it. Everybody know that it's sampled. I don't know about that. But I know when I first found out some years ago, just by hearing PYT and hearing the end, I was like, that sounds like something. And then realized that it was, you know, this. Next, going to my favorite song. My favorite Kanye West song of all time was definitely at one point my favorite song. Can't tell me nothing. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Can't tell me nothing. So, hold on one moment. Can't tell me nothing was so much um, a Kanye West song. I mean, it's, I don't, I'm trying to think. It is so much a Kanye West song in the terms of, I mean, what it is, he's shouting out the haters, shouting out the critics. You can't tell him nothing. You cannot. I did this. I'm super famous. I'm rich now. I'm one of the best, biggest artists of, of right now and of all, uh, of all time. I think we can say of all time. Kanye West has been around for a minute. I don't know how he is uh, across the world, but in the U.S., for sure. A big, huge name. Been around since the early 2000s. Still, we see him now all the time. If Kanye West drop an album right now, it's going to trend. Not many artists have a 20-year career. So, anyway. One of the craziest things about this album to me is when I was a kid, I didn't even realize uh, Young Jeezy didn't have a verse <laughs> for like probably an embarrassing amount of time. And it just goes to how much, you know, Kanye West is known now for just using artists for a specific part of their talent. So, you know, he might have an artist come in and he uses them more like percussion than he will um, just a, you know, for their verse, for a verse from them or for uh, a hot chorus or just a hot R&B thing. He uses people to their best ability. So like Young Jeezy, right? All he says in the Songs, yeah, ha ha, his whole ad lib. I, but it was so extremely necessary. If that part is not there right now, it would not feel the same. It wouldn't hit the same. You would be like something's missing. I mean, I would know what would need to be there immediately, and I'll put it in every single time. Ha ha, starts off the la la la. Yeah, wait till I get my money right. La. La, la, la. Then you can't tell me nothing, right? Come on, man. You know any kid ever, and like me especially, like, wait till I get my money right. I'll move out this mall right now. And I ain't never coming back. Huh? Huh? We got, oh, we got, we got food at home. Can't stop at the McDonald's. Can't stop at McDonald's. McDonald's Happy Meal, two, three dollars. What you doing, brokey? Oh, oh, cause I ain't got no, I ain't got no money. I'm broke, right? I'm seven, can't get a job. But you, what's your excuse, huh? Anyway, but yeah, I mean that was just a huge moment. Of course, Kanye West, like, um, you know what I'm saying? Wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'd be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. And, you know, I think it's just. uh, He was going through some things at the time. I 
I'm pretty sure this was after the whole George Bush doesn't like black people thing. Kanye West had been controversial for tight controversial for quite some time at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, this is probably my, this is definitely my favorite Kanye West song of all time. I don't know if he could ever top this for me. Not to say that I don't thoroughly enjoy some other Kanye stuff, but this was the one. It's also got a little bit of nostalgia on the side, most likely, because, you know, I knew it when I was a kid. But yeah, this one, for sure. Said, you know, I feel the pressure under more scrutiny and what I do act more stupidly. My mama bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. Yeah, I mean, man. It's just just a great song. Again, Jeezy comes in, does his job, does exactly what he, he's doing. Then, of course, that whole so I double parallel part that mother sideways old folks talking about back in my day but homie this is my day class started two hours ago oh am i late i don't want to hear nothing you got to say grandma i'm out here in these streets wilding right now i don't you know what i'm saying i don't it's my time right now i most people most kids felt like that i don't care what you got to say Oh, back back in my day, you back in my day, back in your day, you was you was the you was hot. You was hot. Well, guess what? We ain't there no more, and we gonna do it how I wanna do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I just and then the whole the whole. Excuse me, is you saying something? Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. I just. Something just different, different time, different. You're not getting this Kanye West back. Not to say that, I mean, he he tends not to do that anyway. You don't want to be one of those people who you get back. He's got a new sound every time, but just man. Um, what is this? Oh Lord. Okay. Well, all right. Let me just go like this. All right. So you know. And I'm not going to go through every single song, but I will mention some of these hot ones. Drunken Hot Girls. Well, the first time I heard it, I was like, what is this? I kind of didn't realize that Kanye West would just do joke songs on stuff. You know, like the workout plan. It was just a jokey song. Um, I can't think of any other joke songs off the top of my mind right now. Oh, like the whole. I used to love Kanye. Man, that'd be so Kanye. I'm gonna do the I mean, I miss the old Kanye. You know, it's not supposed to be some super serious song. But at the time, I was like, this is this is trash. <laughs> uh, but I will say, when he's talking about we do way too much for these, just to get with these drunken hot girls, college, you know what I'm saying? Me and my homies doing way too much. I mean, I I didn't do a ton, but I, you know what I'm saying? Just doing way too much dealing with, you ever had to make the call and you text and they, you know, you don't set the, you don't set it up. It's you and your homies, a couple women, they coming through, y'all gonna have a nice time, do whatever. You got drinks, you got music going, the room clean, and you, you know, you notice they're a little late. Time passes, minute passes, 30 minutes, 45 hour, because women don't have to move on nobody's time but their own and they're not going to and then you get the text talking about we not coming and now you got to tell your homies they those not coming bro true heartbreak every soldier needs that to grow as a man anyway <clears throat> but yeah I mean in, in there he's talking about doing all this he's you know, buying her drinks. I mean, the girl got a boyfriend. In the song he says, "Don't talk about your boyfriend and talk about me." You drunk it, hot girl. A little problematic lyric in there. I don't agree with the whole time saying, "Um, getting back to the house." Oh, now you sober? How'd I know you say that? You drunken hot girl. You know what I'm saying? Cause it matters. Don't be trying to get with nobody who is under the influence of anything. It's just, it's not gonna go well for anyone. Um. But yeah, you know, and then he comes in with flashing lights. 
I mean, one of his biggest songs of all time, Flash, Lies, Lies, and it's, it's really this huge moment of him, you know, just kind of talking about this relationship he has with this woman. Um, I need to find it real fast. Give me a moment. Ah, well, that's okay. Right now. Anyway, Flash and Lights was just a wild, you know, a wild song. He had his girlfriend um, that he's getting to. Sorry. Uh, he had his girlfriend that he is talking about. I'm trying to find it. I couldn't. But if you're talking about an ex that he can't um, stop thinking about, but he also kind of talks about how, you know, compares this ex to his fans and how he can't really um, satisfy them in any way. But still, the song is super huge Kanye West song. I don't know a ton about Kanye West, but it's a very easy, like I said, uh, it's a very easy thing to sing along to. As I recall, I know you love to show off, but I never thought that you would take it this far. But what do I know? And then you hold up Mike out and flash lies. What do I know? Flash. No. And if you hear this, really, I mean, it is very much, it sounds like something that should have, could have been on 808s and Heartbreak. When I think about what, um, what was that song called? How could you, how could you be so heartless, man? Hey, oh, it sounds very much in the same vein as that. I mean, great. You know, it just happened to come, come here. I mean, end up on a graduation. No, no big deal, really. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's go here. And even on some other stuff, like I say, Everything I Am, I'm not sure if that could have been a, I don't think that could have been a radio hit, but still very cool Kanye West song. I'm sure all the book backpackers were into that. Uh, you know, Everything I'm Not made me everything I am. But the glory most definitely could be. I did it for the glory. Excuse me. Can I talk my again? Even if I don't hit again, man, are you in kidding? Yeah, that, that whole part. And then just hearing the, this is kind of where he's getting back in his, you know, soul sample cutting stuff. Uh, everything I am, the glory, very much sampling stuff. And actually everything I am has more views on Spotify than the glory, but I definitely like the glory way more um yeah and look again biggest song on here is stronger with nearly a billion views eight eight hundred twenty five million by a landslide it's bigger than everything else like nothing else is even close anyway and then you've got homecoming which was the huge song about chicago you know boom ba da ba ba I'm so sorry. I can't remember that. The huge homecoming. Just kind of him, you know, reminiscing about Chicago, talking about the city and how great it is and how now he's sort of representing Chicago. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, of course, he doesn't get to spend a ton of time in there anymore because he's this humongous um what's the word he's this humongous star now he's traveling all the time going wherever he got to go it's a huge song i'm almost surprised it wasn't the big biggest song here but not really stronger just had a huge crossover appeal with that electric electronic stuff anyway last song on the album is big brother which I'm sure was a huge moment to some hip hop heads when they first heard it, because they probably 
they maybe might have thought about, you know, is there a Kanye West and Jay-Z beef? You know, these two are some of the biggest artists right now, and it would be weird. They're like best friends, kind of. But, you know, again, Genius is talking about Big Brother details the ups and downs of Kanye's working relationship with Jay-Z, both sentimental and honest. Kanye runs a fine line between hero worship and idol killing. And he just kind of talks about um, kind of what he feels about um, Jay-Z and how he was such a huge inspiration for him and he wanted to work with him and all that. And he details, you know, how he kind of met him at a point, but he was so nervous. He couldn't even really walk up to him and be like, Hey, here's some beats and stuff. Uh, and some of these moments that I believe he kind of talks about in actual detail, late registration and, in um, maybe even the college dropout. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure now, but he goes in detail kind of talking about how he comes up. And, you know, like I said, my big brother was Big's brother, used to be Dame and Big's brother, who was hip-hop brother, who was no ID friend, no ID my mentor, and I let the story begin. And he starts it off with the whole, you know, do I have to spell it out, J-A-Y? It's clear he's talking about Jay-Z, not hiding anything, you know. No big deal. And I don't see too many songs that are like this where someone says a rapper's name, for real, for real, Um and in this way of, like I said, I really looked up to him, and these are all the things that kind of went wrong in that uh, relationship. And then, you know, he has a huge, what's the word? A huge moment. It's a, you know, big electric guitar coming out when he first starts it. This is still most definitely a, you know, stadium moment the way it was made, maybe the audience won't say all the words or the words to the chorus. They probably would at the time. But, you know, you hear that guitar come out. I can definitely hear um, everybody clapping along. It's slower. You know, and I'm going to just read some of Jay-Z's thoughts about it. You're talking about, you know, I think it was brilliant for one Rockefeller's tough love. His feelings are very understandable. Of course, he's talking about um, Jay-Z. is talking about Kanye West here. Nothing. His feelings are understandable because it's tough love. Nothing is given. There's no free rise. None of that. You got to earn your way. You fail. You better get up so you can feel that. Those types of emotions Kanye relayed for him to come out and say it. It actually brought us closer. It was like his true emotions. Everything on the phone song was true. It was true in his mind. That's what made it great because it's honestly how Kanye felt. We know everybody sees things differently. If I told you something like Carlene said I could buy two tickets, you would think he didn't get any tickets. He got four, but he wanted six. He wanted two more tickets. But if you heard that, you'd be like, man, these people didn't ain't give him no tickets. Come on. And with Coldplay, I introduced him. I gave him the number. I made the song happen. I did that. It's great, though, because of his truth. That's what's brilliant about him. It wasn't anything fake. It was the way he felt. And I mean, he really goes into detail about the relationship that he has and that with Jay-Z and all this stuff. I mean, hey, it's, uh, it's a huge moment. And I'm sure that when it came out, it was like, oh, my God, what does this mean? Yeah, man. So. That's really all I got for Kanye West. Just getting back into the game. And I promise I won't ever leave y'all like that again. I just had to buckle down from finals, man. Them finals was trying to take me out. That last month, you know, I, I had <laughs> I had projects, tests, all that. But we're back. We're back for real this time. And uh, now that I'm out of there, I can keep doing these. So shout out to you if you made it. To this part of the podcast, I know some of y'all missed that. You're the real MVP. And uh, shoot, I'll see you again very soon. Maybe even next week, depending on how I feel. Either way, it's going to stay consistent now. Uh, follow the accounts. If you want to know about the updates, about when episodes are coming out, all that kind of stuff, you should follow. Look, I got to go back because it's been a minute. 
at Troy Select on Twitter. Make sure that's right. Sorry, it's definitely not at Troy Select. It's at Select Troy, but you can type in Troy Track Select and that might come up too. Um, I think on Instagram, uh, you can go to Instagram. It's just Troy Track Select. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else you should be following? I don't think so, but definitely follow that Twitter because that's definitely where I'm most active. Uh, we got some new things coming down the pipe. Definitely already have all these ideas written out. So excited to see you there. Anyway, you made it this far. You real MVP. You real, real MVP. And I will see you next episode. Peace. Have a good week.